Hi, I'm Brian the Madden Book McNally, and I've always wanted a podcast. So here I am, finally doing it. This podcast isn't about anything in particular, but hey, I hope you enjoy. So uh, Autumn and I just watched uh, Rhea and the Last Dragon, which this came out in 2021, right? I believe so. Yeah, so it's only like a year old, but still, uh, it's, you know, at this point, kind of weird to be reviewing. Yeah, we're a little late to this, but... But then again, our first review was of like an eight-year-old anime. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, But the reason why I wanted to talk about this movie, though, is because the thing I couldn't get over it after maybe about like an hour or a half hour is that like I just kept thinking this feels more like it was supposed to be a TV show than a movie. Yeah, there's quite a few times where we were able to just be like, all right, this would be like the final part of the episode and then roll the theme song and then we start the next one. Yeah, there's also too a lot about this movie that reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, it has all that feel. Yeah, because it's not even just to the fact that it's, uh, you know, got, a, um, you know, it's based on a lot of kind of Eastern culture stuff. Like, e- even if that weren't the aesthetic, but just everything else were still the same, it'd still feel a lot yeah. like it. Because uh, uh, mostly to the idea of like, you know, tr- kind of traveling from location to location. Yeah. And then uh, as far as I can remember, even though we don't really see very many of the animals she rides on that one thing that's like a mix between a a bear and a, an armadillo. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just a lot of points where someone said a line, or there was a specific joke, and it's the type that you would typically see in um, the morning, the Saturday morning cartoons that we would watch when we were kids and stuff like that. That's true too. Yeah, that was another thing that made it feel very uh, TV show like. Cause so, so how did how did you feel about this movie overall? I don't think it was as bad as everyone said it was back in the day. Cause that's what all the reviews I ever heard for it was like. It was so bad. Oh my gosh, they had an they could have been an okay movie, but then they did X Y Z and it just ruined the whole thing. There was one criticism that I did remember when it came up, which was the thing about the them finally accepting trust came a little too rush at the end, and I do kind of agree with that. I really agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I well, To be honest, I feel like after the point that uh, the dragon dies, um, that everything after that point to me felt really rushed. Yeah, like, like they, didn't, they couldn't get renewed for another season, babe, so they just had to really put it in there. <laughs> um yeah other than that i mean it's fine you know i i understand some kids are gonna like it it's fine it's not the best but it's fine yeah so to me really it was up until the the dragon got shot with the arrow that i was like okay this is a a b film yeah and then so to me right it's like even though Rhea's motivation like makes sense about why she'd be angry at her her rival girl i can't even remember the name of any of the characters in this movie now i don't know either I, all i remember is but, Kong baby yeah but uh, yeah but, but anyways though the uh um the rival character in here when she goes to challenge her and stuff like that it's like I understood her motivation, but it still felt like visually we didn't really see enough of her anger, especially too since it's like they both fucked off of that uh, <laughs> out of there like really quickly. 
because uh, yeah, to a lot of the stuff that happens at the end as well felt like it needed like another half hour. Because mm-hmm. there's this whole thing about how the queen of uh, uh, the Fang uh, Kingdom, she wants to like uh, use the dragon as some kind of symbolic power so that when they restore the world, uh, they'll be the ones in power. And it's like all that really ends up serving is just, I, I guess, kind of a way for for them to immediately not make peace. But it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean all that much. Yeah, that didn't really have to happen because they could have gone a million ways to show why. Well, because also trust her. Yeah, well, because also they have that scene, and then in the very next scene, the queen is turned into a statue. Yeah, there's no real. <laughs> so there's, there's no follow up on that, is there? Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Is that yeah. the, it's just like well, she said it, and I mean, I I guess you could say it was like I don't know it. it it was once again one of those things where I felt like it was setting up to where she was going to have some kind of confrontation with her mom. Yeah. And it just never really happens. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that when the mom like kind of emerged back. I was kind of waiting for her to say something. I was like, "Oh, this is the ch- like this is our chance. Grab the gem or something like that." Yeah, exactly. Uh because yeah so, so the other thing too that made it to me feel like it should have been more of a tv show as well is it's just kind of right off the bat i i got the feeling that like oh there's not really gonna be a whole lot of time to explore this world is it because it's like the, the setup is interesting the idea that they live on this island that's um uh designed like a serpent dragon Mm-hmm. And so each one of the civilizations is based on uh, on like a piece of the dragon. So you have tail, fang, heart, spine. Yeah, uh, and even too as well. The other thing that made it feel like it could have been a children's TV show is I don't know that it, they would have been entire seasons, but that at the very least they could have been like story arcs to get each one of them. Yeah, and again that would have made that that was another part that really did feel like Avatar, uh, the last Airbender to me was them going from each area to get the next gem piece rather than going to the next area to learn the next bending technique yeah yeah and so the other thing too that also made me think a lot of avatar the the last airbender was uh the dragon herself and Mm -hmm. and the way she's kind of treated in the film because it's it's a similar thing to to the way ang is treated in avatar the last airbender where He's also kind of initially presented as being this kind of symbolic power, mm-hmm. but then when Katara meets him, it turns into this thing where it's like he's really just a kid. Yeah, and yeah, Riot kind of acts like a kid dragon, and that's, I guess, the other part is her getting, like, that's another thing that feels like a TV show is that every piece, like, she gets, I don't know, she could have, well, I guess in the TV show she could have gotten a little more mature, but at least in here every piece is giving her a new power so like that's again like a whole like this the ending to an arc is her getting a power each time yeah exactly as, as well too the fact that like she gets the um the shape-shifting ability like so early on oh yeah. and so easily as well with it being in the the claws of the uh of the trap leader oh <laughs> Which yeah I, that's another <laughs> thing too where it's it's like um uh, once again, it's like that felt like it could have been an episode all on its own. It's just yeah. them kind of avoiding traps together and having a back and forth. 
And yeah, like you kind of mentioned earlier as well, there are just so many points of this that felt like they could, it could have rolled credits to the end of an episode. Yeah, you literally made that joke when they had just finished the meeting, like when they got uh, Con Baby, because I made, I made that observation, like this does feel like the end of like an episode, and then you just said roll credits. And it was true. Like just every section of this just could be really like, all right, end scene. Now we just need to wait for commercials, and then we can get to our next like uh, TV show. Yeah, because that was a big thing as well. Is that I felt like I, I never really got to know any of the characters outside of Rhea. Like all, yeah. all the motivations, they made sense. I just it kind of felt like, okay, so that kid's motivation is that he likes cooking, and he's got a family that's a statue, and the baby likes hanging out with con monkeys and her thing is that she's got a mom that's a statue everyone has the same motivation which i mean in a movie like this like yeah it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that but yeah the out of our friends that kind of tag along the only one that i can remember his name i can't even remember her real name i just remember everyone calling her con baby and then the joke of like that's not her name (laughs) like so I don't even remember her actual name. It's just Con Baby. Yeah, but but the, the other funny thing too is is also in another kind of comparison to um to Avatar: The Last Airbender is actually did remind me a lot of the movie as well, and because uh, that's why I do feel like this could have been a TV show. Is because I'm just thinking of the live action uh, Airbender film and thinking about the way that that had to compress the first season mm-hmm. uh, into everything. I never actually, I never got to actually see that movie, but I, I've heard, I've heard all the comments. I've heard all the criticism. Yeah, of yeah, like, uh, like the way that they had to do the whole Earth, um, uh, Earth tribe breakout thing makes no sense because they like set it in the desert where they basically could have rebelled at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of the metal boat where they had no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's kind of the same thing here as well, where it's like. I would have loved to have spent like, you know, 40 more minutes in a two or three episode arc in the city where Con Baby comes from, as well as where the the boat kid comes from as well. It's like instead of just immediate like, hey, we're here and we're going to hop on the boat and go. Yeah, because as you said, like in the beginning of this movie, they set up quite a bit in terms of the lore and the world. But then every other moment of the movie we're just blazing by it and it feels like a rich world that we don't get to know about um whereas in a tv show we could have gotten to know more of the world and probably could have enjoyed it a lot more rather than just okay what's different about this what's more what's memorable about this world oh there's dragons in it and one weird animal and the other animals are kind of realistic yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing, I was, or at least, I don't know, maybe it could have just been a joke, but the kid does say the monkeys have, like, nine stomachs. So it's oh, like, even, yeah. even just the kind of, like, little stuff like that is the that kind of stuff. Helped, yeah, yeah, like in a TV show. Yeah. Just kind of throwing out little things, like, well, to remind you that this isn't Earth. Or the alternate universe Earth, whatever the hell yeah. you guys want to say that it is. But, yeah, other than those small little tidbits I just kind of remember... Other than that, this could have just been any other world. This could have been anything. Yeah. 
because uh, yeah, everything too that happens, like like I was saying, after uh, Sisu uh, um, is initially killed off, it's just like, and then it immediately goes to Rhea being angry and going to have a confrontation with Namari, where we immediately see that the queen's already been turned into a statue, and then immediately it goes into like we have to save all these people in the village, and then it's kind of like what was really the purpose of saving all those people in the village? If at the end you were just going to restore the gem anyways. It, we just need... In this movie where we feel like things are rushed, we really do have to waste like five minutes of our time. Yeah, because that's the other thing as well. It's like everything that was happening after Rhea dies, once again, that feels like it could have been five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you, it's like, so Rhea dies, then you do... Uh, not Rhea, uh uh sisu sisu dies and then you deal with like Rhea being angry and having to calm her down and then that's when she, you know she doesn't calm down and goes and challenges namari who is at that point probably dealing with her mom before she gets turned into a statue like we can you know we can see that confrontation play out before just turning her mom into a statue and killing that storyline yeah yeah, because, I mean, that was her whole motivation this entire time was to make her mom happy. And there is a slight sense that, you know, she wants to not follow everything her mom says. But, again, that's a whole scene that needed to happen but just didn't. Yeah. It's like, so what, you didn't follow your mom because she was practically dead? That's not exactly <laughs> the strongest character arc. <laughs> Well, now that my mom isn't around anymore, I don't have to listen to her. Oh, great. Wow, what autonomy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, saving the city, the whole trust thing. Because the other thing as well, and here's to me the the other big thing where it's like I couldn't really buy the relationship between Rhea and Namari, is that this whole thing was based on one meeting where the entire time Namari was already planning on betraying Rhea anyways. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why do you have any reason to want to forgive her? It's like, why would that be a good memory that you had one? If they made it, it maybe did it a thing where it's like, you know, he tried for many years and it's like, if I keep having this dinner, at some point it'll restore the land and everyone's going to want to come together. And then, you know, through... Maybe through that, that's how, like, through the years, they mm-hmm. they develop a friendship. And then it's not until, you know, at last that her mom's like, okay, this is the year that I'm going to let you in on the plan and that we're going to steal the gem. Because mm-hmm. then it's like it would have made sense. They're like, okay, at that point, it, it, this is a hard decision for her. And they did have a meaningful relationship, more importantly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's like they're... they're friendship didn't feel meaningful if, if the entire thing was based on betrayal to begin with. Because we have to teach the kids that you need to trust everybody, including the man in the white van. And we need to do it as fast as possible. So this movie exists. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I gotta be honest, though. Like, like I keep saying this, I would I would be very happy if um, Disney announced that, uh, we're okay, we're going to take Rhea the last dragon and we're going to do a reverse avatar. Or we're instead, <laughs> we're just going to backtrack it and make it uh 26 episodes <laughs> that's, that seems about right uh, yeah i think that, that yeah. work. You, you could get like the first two gems in like six episodes right i think so yeah because yeah. you get the shape i, I forget because the glowing thing is a power in and of itself right 
That's the first one they get. I don't remember. It, it is a power in itself. I don't know what it does. No, wait, no. That's the one what that Rhea already had. No, she gets the glowy. Because she gets it from uh, one of the shards. Because from her sister. Yeah, no. I thought that was the one that Rhea already had that her dad Oh, had. no. That's, that, no, you're right. Now I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah so that, that's what she gets. Yeah, so that would be like, uh, uh, that would be like episode one or episode two. And then episode three or four is when she gets the shape-shifting thing. So that, that way we don't have to deal with the whole thing that um, that at least you pointed out of like mm-hmm. how is this hat supposed to <laughs> help me stay conspicuous <laughs> a hat and a giant cloak yeah with her um, tail sticking out yeah so you know so you give her the the shape-shifting power early on like in the movie so that you know for the rest of the series we can have her shape-shift back and forth and she can be around normal people like it's nothing yeah uh, and then um, I guess uh, arc uh, arc two that would be uh, is when we start going for that third gem. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I don't remember what the third gem was. I think the third one that was the one in the con city, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah, so that would be like comprised, you know, meeting the kid on the boat and then going with him and then meeting the uh, uh, the con oh, baby, baby with and her then monkeys. yeah, which also too another thing as well in a TV show you could have made her turn around more meaningful rather than hey do you want to make some cash yeah (laughs) like i also understand too it's pretty easy to have a turnaround for a for a baby (laughs) i mean (laughs) i i I mean i work with uh i work with little ones and i mean yeah if you give them a sticker they'll do almost anything you want yeah but uh but even so in the context of a cartoon you could have had something with her and the monkeys where they're like we're sorry and we're gonna be good guys now (laughs) um they just do that sign language yeah and i also too i feel like the uh um the older chief character as well he he as well could have had his own moments like in the in the last season yeah, I that was that was the one in particular that I was like, wow, you really did turn around quite easily because he's a grown ass adult and he's very like large. He could have overpowered all of them and just took the shards for himself. But I think the argument the movie made was that he's so lonely. Yeah. He needs friends. That one I actually did buy, but <laughs> like once again because to me that was also just very avatar the last airbender <laughs> like even though that never happened in that show i could, I know, I could buy that <laughs> happening in in the show like that yeah, i know but it's just it's just i don't know the fact that he's like oh he was supposed to he the vibe he gives like warrior chief and he didn't even like put up a fight at all yeah you know actually now that i think about it too i will say this does feel more to me like a nickelodeon or cartoon network property than a disney yeah than a disney movie yeah, this again. The movie is fine. It was just there was some weirdness here and there about it. You know what? I, I think it. I think it really does come down to the pacing, because like that kind of pacing is more what I would expect out of like uh, an action uh, movie from from like Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, and this really isn't that. It's uh, essentially like a road trip journey. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I I you'd normally think of like Disney movies as kind of taking more more of their time and even though they do have action it's it's i don't know I, I i don't really think of them being as focused on the action parts i guess right yeah not really yeah. um so yeah those were kind of my weird thoughts on why i think this should be a tv show that's a really <laughs> weird way to do a review but <laughs> 
Hi. If you're listening to this, it means you haven't skipped over to another podcast yet. Since you're here, I might as well ask you to subscribe to your podcast player of choice and leave me a review on iTunes if you'd be so kind. My intro and outro has been Break Time by Roa. Check the link in the description to find more of their copyright-free content. This week's cover art is...